Scott, our cold open singing has been very popular. What should we do this week? Let's give the people what they want. Nas read, Nas read, Nas read, Nas read. Nas read, Nas read. Welcome to episode 160 of Wolves Cast, the show that is officially eliminated from the podcast playoffs. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? You have a good week? I had a pretty good week. I got vaccinated. Got my second COVID shot. Uh-oh. Give Your me Target give, Center, here we come. That's right. Give me two weeks and watch out, everybody. I'll be, I'll be out there with an 89% immunity or whatever it is. Effectiveness rate. Do you think you might go to Target Field first instead? Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, we'll be cutting it close because, you know, yeah. there's only so many Timberwolves games left. So I think I'd probably choose Timberwolves over Target Field. Yeah, yeah. You got all summer to... to get out there especially with the way the twins are playing right now the wolves are actually playing better than the minnesota twins if you, you don't can believe say it, so. wow that's never been done before oh man it's been <laughs> it's been a rough go of it the past week or two for twins fans so oh, yeah. wow let's wait until they get their act cleaned up and then i'll come see them on target field yeah yeah but yes the vaccination effort is uh is all happening and uh you know like scott said a few more weeks and you'll be officially there but i literally uh, have covid running through my veins oh right my now. gosh just it's, a little bit though. it's all yeah just a tiny bit it's all in there uh your wife was feeling sick from the second yeah, uh, yeah. second shot but you were you're fine nope i i was fine and it was a tale of two cities there as opposite as could be i was completely fine and she was sicker than i've ever seen her but thankfully it was just a 24-hour thing and she's back ready she was at 100 percent again this morning so it's it wild to see that kind of range from like the sickest i've ever seen her to like fine again the next day I wonder which Timberwolves player had the worst, uh, you know, vaccination hangover because they all was, got. Or was, most, I guess we don't know that they all got it, yeah. but it seems like a large group. I feel of them like got McLaughlin was out for like a week or two. Oh uh, yeah, you remember? I, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe Jordan McLaughlin is the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. But I just yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. Nobody asks about that stuff. I guess is that like too personal for like press to ask people like after know. a game? Like, hey, do you have I any think, uh, side effects from the second COVID shot, Carl Anthony Towns? I guess I've probably seen a little bit more chatter with basketball. Players players in interviews and with baseball players because basketball yeah. players you figure most of them are actually going to get it yeah baseball is one of those sports where a lot of people are probably climate change deniers and also like <laughs> oh, vaccine no. deniers you know like no. baseball's got a lot of players who uh who definitely would believe that the vaccines would give them diseases so oh boy uh, i feel like it's safer to ask in basketball because unless you're michael porter jr you know most sure. people have been pretty on board with the vaccines so. yeah uh, unfortunately lebron said something like it's not your business or i'm not going to say or whatever yeah. so he missed an opportunity to really mm-hmm put himself out there but but yes hopefully uh you listening at home are also lebron's uh, just vaxxed. sensitive about people asking him what he injects into his body because he's been around those steroids for years <laughs> oh shoot oh conspiracies i mean i don't blame him if he is i like it Doing I, something I, right I, I i he should take more i don't like watching the lakers without him on yeah. you know it's like the ankle or whatever any stretch of time with lebron james out of the league is not a good stretch of time so just feed him all the performance enhancing drugs please that's right all right today on the show we have a week recap we're going to get into full court press and talk about uh, the young guys. We have uh, a progress report uh, from the young players on the Timberwolves. We'll talk about uh, D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench, Carl Anthony Towns' defense, and uh, then power rankings. We are going to uh, we have some reminders for everybody returning to Target Center, That's and right. uh, we're going to rank them. Um, and then uh, weekly Wolfies and game time 
It's going down. Appreciate everybody being here with us uh, a day late here on uh, Wolf's Cast. Uh, but you probably, you know, that's that's the beauty of podcasting. It's, uh, that's it's right. It's time shifted. So uh, maybe you don't even know. Maybe you're listening to this and like, oh, I didn't even know they were late. I listened to the show on Monday or whatever it is. So. I, I apologize to anyone who broke up their Friday routine. Oh, you the know, routine. I know what it's like when you're like, man, on Fridays Where's I listen to show? this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I apologize. <laughs> my fault. But, uh, you know, thanks for being flexible, Neil. There's no game on Friday. The Wolves have a shot. Talking two days off right now. This exactly. is this is wild. I can't believe it. They're 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 out there partying. I guess they don't have a game to play. Probably need to practice though. But yeah, let's uh, jump in a week recap here. Wolf two and two this week. Sixteen and forty four overall. Um, and like you said, Scott, the the Wolves one more games than the Twins. Where did the Twins go this week? Zero and five. They were, I think, zero and six. Oh my gosh! Depends on what you want to define as the week cutoff. That's point, a lot of yeah. losing for one week. Not only were they zero and six, but they also had to cancel games because of COVID oh, yeah. and stuff. So it was losing on multiple different levels. Uh, yes, uh, Wolves are twenty sixth on in offense, twenty eighth in defense for the twenty eighth best net rating in the league. So. That hasn't changed much, and uh, we'll give you, yeah. It was wild this, looking at the Canes games, because, uh-huh. spoiler alert, we played a doubleheader against the Canes yes, and, yes. in the Bally Bar, and they had the stat come up that said, like, Wolves, 28th in the league on defense, and then it was Canes, even worse, like last in the league. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're one of the two. I was That's wondering right. when I saw 28th, I was, I was wondering, who are the two teams that are worse than us? And it was like, Canes, 30th. I'm like, yes, we finally found one of the ones that are worse oh, than us. My goodness. And sure enough, no defense was played in those games yep, at yep, all. Yep, we'll get to those very shortly, but yeah, we have a race to the bottom, the grade for Cade update tier for suck for uh, Suggs. <laughs> suck for Suggs. Wow. And uh, yes, yeah, so the, there's 12 games left, and the Wolves are the 29th uh, ranked uh, team. They're in 29th place as far as the overall league rankings. So still doing good. I Houston think that's did news, right? Us. Houston surpassed us. Yes. That's, that's something that happened. They this did week. it. They we did had it. to go and win two games this week. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll probably uh, stay there, but uh, the Wolves still hold a two game lead over Detroit. And uh, two and a half games over Orlando. So those are our two uh, next uh, teams to kind of watch out for. But also OKC is really the they're 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 coming down fast and furious. Yep. They have lost twelve in a row, and uh, but they're still four and a half games back of the Wolves. So they might be able to find themselves in that three spot. But I think it's going to be hard to surpass the Wolves. Five thirty eight dot com still has the Wolves uh, projected to finish twenty ninth. Uh, and not even close, really. I mean, two games. I mean, that's sort of close, but uh, with only twelve to play, that's well, that's still thing, a pretty fi- good gap. Good thing five thirty eight has never been wrong about an important prediction before. Go. It would it wouldn't be uh, a five thirty eight update without uh, you mentioning that, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> still burns. Twenty sixteen looms large. Oh man, why do we trust them? Nate Silver. Well, uh, uh, how did you feel, Neil, this week when you see the team winning? Are you angry? Are you angry when they win a game? Uh, do you think it's a waste? Like I tweeted after the Wednesday game, it's like when it goes down to the final end like that, it's like, well, you just are of two minds. You're like, dang, it sucks to lose a close one and blow a 10-point lead. But if this comes down to one or two games, that one's going to matter a lot. So uh, I'm okay with it. I, I, I think I think they're right on pace right now. you know. And as we'll talk later, we got D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench. There's yeah. some there's some stealthy tanking. And I still, you know, as we as we are fond of saying, you know, the, the, the town shut down is probably around the corner here. Yeah. So they got some moves to make as far as uh keeping their uh keeping their spot i don't but, know they, they're playing so competitively i feel yeah, like they there's have just a not shot. enough games left though there's a, the almost a shot at any game i mean it's fun to be like yeah because you know during the middle part of the season we knew it was a loss regardless of the quality of opponent it was just like oh we're playing the detroit pistons i bet they'll beat us we're playing the wizards i bet they'll mm-hmm. beat us you know we, we were we were not 
even entertaining the thought we could win. And now pretty much, I mean, again, unless it's against like the Clippers this week, you know, it's like yeah. give us any team and we might be able to at least be in it towards the end of the game. That's the Chris Finch effect. As and I know Chris Finch doesn't want to be losing anymore. That's games. right. He's trying. He's trying. Um, as we record this, though, here on Friday, the Wolves have coming up back-to-back against Utah. Or not back-to-back. Is it uh, back-to-back games, but not in back-to-back days against Utah. So, um, you know, they got some some of those tough games. But then they still have Houston. They still have – That'll be a big uh, game. They still have Orlando and Detroit. I so, wonder how many people yeah. – Houston, you'll be hearing this. It's next Tuesday, the 27th. Yeah. Wolves at Houston. How many starters do you think will be resting for both teams? Like, what do you think the it starting is a back lineup to back will be for the Wolves? They That's do play on Monday against the Jazz so, and Tuesday, um, you know, in Houston. So yeah, maybe they just leave Carl home. I don't know. Start a starting lineup of like Jordan McLaughlin. Let's go. We'll get you Let's know. Let's go. We'll get Jalen Noel in the starting lineup. It's going to be a Nas Reed, Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards. There we go. That's <laughs> yeah. the starting lineup. There it is. We got it. Um, we're playing against like Deion Tate and so like the other who they play Jay for Sean Rockets. Tate, yeah. Tayshawn Tate. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, that, that will be a tankathon there. There might be some tanky games coming up. We'll here. talk about that in next week's recap. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Let's uh, the, these games here. Yeah. So, like we said, the Wolves uh, won two, lost two. Started things off on last Friday with a, a fun win over uh, Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, one nineteen to one eleven. Always good to be Jimmy Butler. I think this is his first time coming back to Target Center. Is that right? Pretty pretty wild if that's true. Yeah, maybe it's maybe as a, as maybe a player. As yeah. a, maybe it's only as a uh, Miami Heat, um, but I guess it's not totally insane because you know he uh, got traded to the Eastern Conference and then stayed in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. and uh, with the pandemic and everything, it's like oh yeah, it's kind of easy to not uh, maybe uh, play in the Western Conference Arena. So. Yep, uh, Butler was there. He's getting booed every time he touched the ball. The you know one thousand fans in attendance were giving him the the boo bird business. So that's how you know uh, the fans are back in arenas. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so he was getting booed, and uh, you know it was just it was just a really fun game. You know the the Jimmy Butler getting assaulted by Vando and doing his little collapse on the ground. Vando oh, like touched him on the hips. Yes, the flop. right before halftime, that was that was something. That our, was our, our co-host uh, Robert with an H was getting on the case of the Timberwolves Twitter. They tweeted, we haven't lost to the Heat since 2017. Wolves versus Heat, 7 p.m. Target Center in their game preview tweet. Yeah, He's like, why would you put that in the tweet? Like, <laughs> in this game that you know you're probably, you're like 80% likely to lose. Why are you, why are you yeah. leading with that? Bulletin board material for and the then Heat all of a sudden, Exactly. All of a sudden, it doesn't look so dumb a couple hours later when, they, you know, they keep the winning streak against the Heat alive. I love it. Uh-huh. And uh, much like, this is a this is a trend that carried on throughout the week, but uh, Wancho, uh, Hernan Gomez, and Nas Reed, both playing really well off the bench. It's a good bench week yeah, this week I'm for fi- the most part. Glad that Wancho's finally in shape in the third to last hey, week of the season. Welcome. Thanks for showing welcome, up, buddy. Wancho. He still gets paid the same, That's right? That's right. He's got a multi-year deal. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't need to show up this year. It's next year he'll have to be in shape. Uh, yes. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was a good game. You know, I feel like the Wolves played pretty well in defense, about as well as you can expect from them. Um, you know, and uh, Towns uh, fouled out right at the end, though. That was kind of scary. Like, okay, how's this going to go now? But, yeah. yeah, just a big bench game. Vando was good Nas was good and uh, after the game Chris Finch called it the best team effort of the season Ooh, sure of his season I guess. it was good it was fun <laughs> it was a really fun game to watch yeah and then if you're gonna win some have those ones that are gonna be fan favorite wins or you're taking right. down the At evil home. yeah all, the wolves or you know evil uh arrival or whoever that's right. our arch enemy Jimmy that's right. Butler yep that's one you want to get for sure so. especially considering our next game at Los Angeles oh, against boy. the Clippers oh who, boy 
I feel like they're like all consider one of the best teams in the league, and yet I still feel like they get slept on a little bit. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people aren't talking about. I think this it's because of the hangover from last year. Sure, like them I getting mean, booed in the second round or whatever. The Los Angeles Clippers franchise has never been to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, so yeah. I get it. But at the same time, this is a team that, as a team, is shooting up <laughs> above forty percent from three point. And boy, did they bury us from the from range. Yeah, so that was, was the story of the game. Wolves was, the, was uh, 104, 125, by the way, on Sunday. But yes, it was all about the threes. Yep. And I think it was, they made like 24 of them or something, yeah. or something crazy like that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was just a superior team. And, you know, hopefully you'd like to see better effort than what the Wolves brought, but it was just a shellacking the entire game. Yeah, the Clippers are the best offense in basketball um, right now. And, and we had to have like that rare, healthy game for both PG and Kwai. I saw Kwai <laughs> got hurt like a game later, and it was well, like. He had missed the previous four. This yeah, was his so first game this back. Was his yeah. one like healthy game is like yeah. oh, it's like Kevin Durant being like, you know what? I'm going to play against the Wolves, but I'm tomorrow choosing. night against the Sixers, I'm too hurt to go. You know, <laughs> need that need you, that nice soft game. This to come is how back you for. pad your MVP stats: is you uh-huh. choose your opponents at the end of the season, and uh, Kawhi and KD both chose to play against the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a bombing away all game. But yeah, the Clippers had 14 first half threes. I think you said they finished with 20 24. So another 10 after halftime and. And uh, also, the Wolves got killed on the glass in this game, which yeah, is uh, also not surprising. That's not good, and that kind of fueled the you know the three point attempts going back up, get offensive rebound, kick it out, hit the three. You know, lots of second chance points for for the Clippers here. Wolves were down twenty one at the half, and um, after halftime, it wasn't much better. And this was like a thirty point game real quick <laughs> after halftime. Yeah, you know what bugs me about the Clippers is they have these black jerseys where there's the thin red line and the like thin red and blue. blue. Yeah, but it's such a hint. It's like yeah. the jerseys are like ninety nine. Percent black or like white zoomed in with like a half a percentage red, and like it's the same way with their court. The court is all black, and except for like the three point line and the free throw line, and it's just like such a small hint of color that I I don't like that. There's two different accent colors, you right. know. Like it's yeah. weird that they're they it's have, black, white, they and then little red, little blue, and the blue. It's like maybe just the red just or one. just the blue would work, yeah. but it just it doesn't work for me. with just like a little bit of red and a little bit of blue. Yeah, I don't like it. Maybe next year, but I yeah, like the it. Clippers they looked like a you know again they're playing one of the worst teams in the league, but they showed you how they can win a title this year. And yeah, uh, yeah don't sleep on them because um, you know maybe their defense is a little weak. I think they're like kind of middle of the pack in, in defense, but yeah, they're the number one offense. Whereas the Lakers are kind of the other way. The Lakers number one defense but they have a hard time scoring the ball in the half court so um i hope to see those two teams match up i don't don't know if we'll get it though but uh hopefully hopefully see that so yep the wolves uh kept the kept the road trip going on uh tuesday and wednesday back-to-back games the golden one center in sacramento yeah i think still the newest newest arena or is um milwaukee's i think milwaukee's is newer actually but yeah Yeah. it's not no longer the sleep train arena Yeah, Sleep Train. It was, it was a Arco. Great sponsor, yeah. It was Arco before Arco was that. a great name. And then, Arco Arena. Well, because it was Arco and Sleep Train. Then yeah. they built the new one, which has always been Golden One. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, Wolves uh, win the first game 134-120 on Tuesday. Lose the second game uh, 125-128 on Wednesday. And uh, Very competitive know, games. Two, two, two fun games. I mean, some bad defenses, like you mentioned. Two of the, two of the worst defenses. Just, just letting each other just jack up threes the first quarter of that first game was wild 16 combined threes from these teams <laughs> it was like 45 yeah, to 39 it was great. Or i was like dumb. can we get this tim rolls game every night like watching the team hit all those threes and it's like a promise realized you're like yeah this is the vision this is the all offense no defense right. oh, team we I thought we were going to be was, this year it was super fun you know <laughs> i think i think like yeah i said both of these games were pretty competitive up and down i feel like you know you give us another five minutes in the fourth and we'll probably win that second one too and yeah 
The only um, problem was in that second game for the Wolves, they couldn't keep up the offense that they had in the first yeah. game. You know, they weren't bombing those threes, um, and, but yet they were still hemorrhaging all the points on the other end, though, unfortunately. So uh, I think uh, Sacramento, you know, both games were good, though. Both games were still kind of back and forth a little bit. Uh, um, but yeah, the both both games are fun. D'Lo was really good in that first game at 26 in the first half. And then he finished with like 28. He finished with 28, yeah. But he's still minutes limit, you know, yeah. not playing that much. And then that's the thing, as I, I, I tweeted about like D'Lo's on the bench for the end of this game, but that's because the Wolves were up 10. It's like if you're up, you leave yeah. D'Lo on the bench and you play Okogi because you're defending That's a right. lead. Whereas if you're behind, then maybe you bring on Russell and you have him to try and uh, you know hit some shots and, and bring you in back into the game. So it's kind of interesting to have that um, as a possibility rather than like, oh, no, he's a max player. He has to be out there like. I really, we'll talk about this more in full court press, but I really like what they're doing with uh, with D'Lo right now. Um, but yes, I don't know, kind of a yeah, pickup game. I have a note here, pickup oh, yeah. game for that first one. Just let them go back and forth. This was, The first game was the first road win for the Wolves since uh, the Phoenix game on uh, March 18th. Nice. So about, about a month in between road wins uh, right there. They had lost seven straight uh, before that. Um, but yeah, Wednesday was a little bit worse, uh, more of a tightly contested game. Uh, Wolves were, um, you know, they were up 10 with like five minutes left. Right. And, uh, and then things, things fell apart in that, in those, in those final, the end of the game, I have a tweet here from Alan Horton. He tweets, uh, 96.8% Minnesota's win probability with six twelve uh, six twelve left in the game up 11 with possession Sacramento over the final six minutes. This is insane. 26 points, 8 of 10 from the field, 5 threes, 5 free throws. Yeah. 26 points in 6 minutes. It's still not as bad as the loss a year earlier against the Canes where yeah. we were up like 17 with throw. like 2 minutes to go. The in Fox the game. free throw. Yeah, that, that was like the craziest loss <laughs> of all time. Wild, so yeah, yeah that, this doesn't even compare. This is, is, a, this is a normal, this this is a normal uh, choke job. Exactly. Yeah. This, is, this isn't even close. We're used to this. The other thing we got to talk about here in this Wednesday game very quickly is Nas Reed. He was, he was oh man, Nas oh. Reed was just all over the floor. He was he's gotten some big dunks. He was getting some uh he was getting it up from 3. He played a lot too. So uh yeah, really really enjoyed uh really enjoyed the Nas Reed game here. Nas ain't worried about it. That's right. We got the Nas Reed dunk package of highlights. <laughs> That's right. From FSN. Wizard of Nas. Uh, yeah, we got a wiz- a new Wizard of Nas call. Uh, I, I got it. great. I have it notated, but I just need to pull it. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, great Nas game. The, the, the go-to line from the broadcasters this year has been with the handful of TNT. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Peterson is uh, fond of saying that when a dunk. Yeah. I like fistful of boom. They should go with that. He's <laughs> got the fistful of that? boom. You, that's yours? You made that up? I'm pretty sure it's an Evil Dead reference, but that okay. movie's super old. Fistful of boom just sounds cooler I've than a handful like boom, of TNT. Boom stick. Is that a baseball thing? Like uh, a home run? Like a boom stick? Yeah, that's Nelson Cruz's nickname is oh. Boomstick okay. for his his bat. I get it. Yeah, there's a uh, concession item at the Texas Rangers now called the Boomstick. It's like a two foot hot dog be- because Nelson and Cruz played there. <laughs> and uh, I think Boomstick is also a general name for a nickname for a shotgun as well. All right, nice. Uh, well, let's uh, let's move on to full court press. Uh, but first, a quick word from Arby's. When the Wolves make twelve threes, you win an Arby's French dip sandwich. There's a reason we give it away for free. Here's the tip. First up, we're talking uh, talking the young dudes, talking first and second year players here. 
Um, we're getting late in the season, and uh, we'll probably we'll do an official season review, talk about kind of all the players on this team and who disappointed, who uh, who impressed us and stuff. But we're just going to focus right now on uh, the young players, and I think we should try and do this maybe in order of uh, uh, you know the, the 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 prospects, right? Like looking at these these players and sort of in the order. So I have them here in an order that I think is uh, is the order of how good of a prospect they are. Do you, do you agree with the order I have here, Scott? In our no, document, I like it. Okay, no cool. Arguments here. So we start with Anthony Edwards. He's 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 the the crown jewel, the number one overall pick, the hope of the future. Had some uh, very good games this past week in our wins. You know, had another twenty five point night. I think it was the first game against Sacramento. Yeah, filling it up, taking better shots. You know, he's um, you know, I think uh, he's really improved this year in a few ways. Um, you know, I think he kind of came out of the gates pretty well, but. Uh, you know, he's, he's just increased really, he, you know, we started the year on the bench and really just a, uh, after, I don't know, what was it like a month or something like that? He started, uh, yeah, it was, was injuries, you know, yeah, yeah. he started, um, you know, playing more and having more usage and he's just had the, the ball in his hands more, a lot more usage and a lot more like initiating offense, um, than I kind of thought we'd get from Anthony Edwards this season. But yeah, I think, you yeah. know, around the time Ryan was fired, it, it was, our team was so injured. There were so many people not playing that it was basically like a matter of necessity that Ant had to take over that usage rate. Yeah. There wasn't there wasn't other people. I, I forget who said it. One of the many great Timberwolves Twitter, you know, people out there right. talked about how you know, sure, Ant is maybe not having the most efficient nights back then, but he's you know he's squeezing the trigger like twenty four times, and not everyone on the team can do that. There are players who just can't get that many shots. Even Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who doesn't get that many shots because Carl doesn't take bad shots, you know, and so other players can't create their own shots, and so it's like well. It does seem like, yeah, Ant is maybe being a little bit of a chucker, maybe, you know, being a little inefficient, but he's getting these shots up and there's not other players on this team who can do that. So it's important, even if he's not efficient, for him to be doing this for the team. And I think that once some guys started coming back and once Finch came in, they were able to keep that energy going for Ant, but be like, hey, let's... Now that there's a few more shots to go around for Cat or D'Lo, maybe just stop taking these bad ones and try to take only good ones. And I think, like, that's the biggest difference is just shot selection. I remember, like, the first two months, it was just like, oh, man, this kid, like, he's taking, like, 18 good shots a game and 10 bad shots a game, you know? And so, like, his his shooting numbers would actually look good. You know, the shooting numbers were, like, 30%, 20% from the field or three, you know? It's like yeah. those shooting numbers would good be good if he just cut out the ten terrible shots per game he takes. <laughs> I think he's done that for the most part since Finch has taken over. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, the shot selection is certainly the you know one of the the biggest talking points around him this year is just yeah all the off the dribble threes and all the tough shots he's had to take and stuff. But yeah, you look at his splits month by month and you know the shooting percentage has kind of um, you know waxed and waned a little bit. But the last two months here in March and April. Uh, you know, you're seeing seeing something a little bit better from him. Um, you know, get getting getting better, and uh, you know, getting to the free throw line more. That's a, that's the thing that I think is um, you know very impressive. Uh, later on here in this season, is early. He was taking the right away. He was taking the ball to the hole, and it looked great. But he wasn't getting any calls, and now 
always maybe learning or I don't know if it's a respect thing from the refs or whatever. But, you know, Anthony Edwards, uh, it's it's about the it's about the shot selection and it's about the defense. He's been terrible on defense all year long. His shot selection has been bad, but improving. Um, so it's uh, but I think overall, you know, I, again, when, when I look at rookies and even second year players, I'm looking for kind of flashes and I'm looking for what they could be rather than sort of what they are right now because Anthony Edwards is an inefficient player. He is technically hurting the team, right? Just because of all the bad shots and the defense and stuff. But you got to give him those reps. You got to throw him out there. And um, he certainly had that. And he certainly uh, got lots of experience this year. So I think, you know, he's far and away the Wolves' best prospect. And um, it's been, uh, I think it's been a successful year for him in that way. He'll probably, I don't know if he'll get rookie of the year, but he'll probably be runner up. He'll be first team rookie team. Um, so things are looking good for, for Ant. And that, that's even before we start talking about, uh, you know, you know, sort of the, the, the person, Anthony Edwards, that we really like, you know. And uh, I don't know what it was this week if he did a little media tour, but it seemed like yeah, a couple national a publications thing, yeah. followed him. Yeah, I got this GQ quote I want to read because I always talk about how the players aren't ready for Sunday matinee game. Yeah. You know, I've been complaining about it on the pod as long as we've had a pod. So this is a GQ question uh, for him. What was it like for you as a rookie to go through the protests, the, you know, how we canceled the, the – we postponed the Nets game for one day? And, and this was his answer. He said, I was at the crib and they texted us just saying no game today. The state shut it down. And I was like, damn, I was ready to play. We had KD that night. I was ready to play. Then they said we might play tomorrow at 3 p.m. And that fucked everything up because I usually wake up at 3. We don't have to be at the arena until 4. So I wake up then, get dressed, get a shower, and get to the game. But that shit was crazy, though. And so, yeah, he was he had to tip off at a time he was usually waking up. And that's why these players are not good with the matinee games, you know, yeah. especially yeah. the young players. Because, yeah, that's it's pretty revealing that he normally wakes up at 3 p.m., you know. It's an NBA life. I, I, I've i lived that life. Not the NBA life, but the waking up at 3 p.m. That's right. Everyday life and... Uh, it's 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 a complicated life to live. Let me tell you. Next guy on uh, the rankings here, not the rankings, but the uh, it, uh, the rundown. the rundown here, the progress report is uh, Jaden McDaniels. He is the second best prospect the Timberwolves have, and uh, really has surprised uh, in his first year. Didn't expect much. We literally thought he'd be you know an Iowa Wolf player this year as we started, but uh, due to some players getting injured, some players not performing well. He was uh he's been playing all season and uh, has been has been just fantastic especially defensively. Um yeah, this just is, a revelation for a 19-year-old kid or 20-year-old kid now. It's kind so. of the silver lining of a broken roster construction. Is once again we talked about how for second year in a row Rosas did not build a complete team, came into the season without a power forward, you know, starting caliber power forward on this roster. And then for the first couple months it was just a rotation of who can who can take power forward minutes. Layman, no. Wancho, no. V8, maybe no. No. <laughs> and so eventually it just came down to Jaden and Jaden was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm playing the best out of all of these guys." So, you know, it, it remains to be seen if we had a good quality uh starting power forward all season. Maybe we don't get this development out of Jaden McDaniels. Maybe that's the silver lining. Yeah, sometimes that's how it goes. You need you need some things to break your way so you can even get on the floor and it's just incredible how I don't know. I mean, I think it's a lot to do with just how low he was picked that you're just your expectations are also so low, but he has just been shocking how how and and it's just so weird to have a guy come out and just be great defensively. Yeah. Like it's just not what you expect. You expect more of the Anthony Edwards experience where it's like, yep, they know how to make shots, but they have no idea how to play an NBA NBA defense. Well, especially but it's you the know, opposite here. He's not exactly Zion Williamson. He, you're not oh, intimidated yeah. by his physical profile no way, at, all. at all. He's coming in with that rookie body where you're like, okay, he's going to need to gain some weight in the next few seasons. Yeah. And 
despite that, he's he's taken on all sizes, all challengers, and it's because of the way he moves his feet and the smart positioning of his body. And it's great. I, just during Sacramento, there was a possession I rewound it and watched it a couple times just about how good he was on defense. He switched to a defender, shut him down with the footwork, then you know cut back out to the guy on the perimeter as it went back to him, and he just shut down two players all in the same play. And, and at least a couple times a night, he has a possession like that where I'm not used to, you know, as a Timberwolves fan, rewinding to watch really good defensive possessions, but he does stuff on pretty much nightly basis that makes me be like, oh, I want to watch that defense again. Yeah, he's he's fantastic, and um, and and the other thing is the shooting. I mean, his his shooting has stayed up. He's uh, true shooting is fifty five percent. That's about league average, so that's really good. And his three point shooting, he's shooting thirty seven percent, so above average on about three threes a game. So, which is really um, saying something to have a true shooting that high and still be shooting sub sixty percent from the free throw line. Yeah, he doesn't get there very often, but uh, yeah, and and so and it's just it's especially valuable to have a wing guy, a three four type guy who can do this defensively too. It's just so valuable to have. So um, there's a lot of flexibility going forward. It'll be interesting to see how the team wants to build around him now that they know what they have. Do they want him guarding more threes next year? Do they want him to kind of step up and do that power forward role? We'll see. But yeah, I think that it's been found gold uh, in Jaden McDaniels. Nobody had expectations for him and he's ended up being, I don't think he's going to make an all rookie second team, but he's close, you know? So one of the finds. Um, Next up is Nas Reed. Nas uh, Reed. Nas Reed. Play the drop. Yeah, he is... he is uh, gone. He's taken his game up another level this I year. I love. Yeah, he was a he was a fan favorite last year. He was kind of a cult hero, especially once Gorgie got traded. He was kind of like the 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 Reddit's favorite you know team member. And yeah. he's a pretty much a completely different player this year. But we still love him the same. He's really transformed his body and it's changed the way he's played the game. Yeah, he's got a lot more minutes this year. Um, you know, last year he only played. Well, I suppose the team had fewer games, but he only played thirty games last year uh, for the Wolves, and uh, this year he's up to fifty-eight already. So, um, you know, he's getting getting more opportunity. Um, you know, I, again, another guy that I didn't really see. You know, I thought maybe Ed Davis would be above him in the pecking order. You know, before training camp, really, or during training camp, and you know, he's really kind of come out and been that great backup center. And now with Chris Finch, you know, playing alongside Carl Towns has been really impressive and. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to judge, again, these young players when you're on one of the worst teams in the league. It's like, yep, someone's got to put up numbers. But I think, again, you're looking more for what they can be, their skill set, how they look out there. Can they compete? You know, can they hang in the NBA and excel? So, uh, man, Nasri, though, is just, I, he's got to be one of the more improved young players in the league this year. Um, you know, just just you know like you said getting better getting getting more into shape you know improving improving you know able to finish around the hoop i think has been better you know three point percentage maybe down a little bit um eh, it's actually up it's actually up this year you know uh, again uh, his head and he's taking a lot more he's up to 30 he's shooting 35 percent this year which is surprising to see yeah he's very streaky he'll 48 go, he'll go like a 10 game so. stretch where he doesn't hit any and doesn't take yeah. them and then he'll get really hot for five or six game stretch and yeah, I mean, it's fouled a lot, right? Yeah, Nas is great uh, on the offensive end. I just think the question next year will be like, is Nas Reed good enough to be the backup center on, on a, a playoff team? team yeah. You know, yeah. like, because I'm just not sure if the defense is there, but maybe you don't need defense when you come in with the bench unit. It's all about just kind of keeping your guys in the game scoring wise. And yep. it just seems like, you know, especially with D'Lo, some of these bench units are really going off when they come into the game. Kind of reminds me a little bit in stature and a little bit in his skill set, too, of, uh, of Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Yeah, um, I made Clippers, that comparison so, when we yeah. played the Clippers, right? I'm saying that, like, 
undersized center. He's kind of a poor man's Montrez Harrell, but I think yeah. he could get to that Montrez yeah. Harrell, you know, kind of position. Harrell's probably a little more athletic. Um, yeah. Maybe Nas has the bigger range that can shoot threes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I think Nas is a little bit more skilled, but both at, not but very good defenders. Harrell's better athletic. They're kind of yeah. both offensive only guys and stuff, but you know, that's valuable. I mean, you yeah, know. I think there, I think there's a role for Nas in this league. And I think that he's getting better every season. He's a guy who's proven you know, he'll put in the work, which is just a huge thing to have, you know, cause he's man lost like 30 pounds. He looks like a different player. All right. Let's talk about these last two together. We got Culver and Noel. I think Culver is slightly above Noel in the, um, prospect rankings here. Um, obviously he's had a disastrous year again. Um, again, and at this point uh, you might just have to cut bait and say, you know, it's uh, one of those things where maybe a new location is what he needs, you know, yeah. change of scenery because it's just, it's been another year. He's out of the rotation. He's, he's got number no six confidence. pick. He's just out of the rotation yeah. right now. He's healthy, but he, he's not on the floor. So, um, I don't know what the answer is there, but I, I don't know. Do you think he's, Noel has shown more this year, but I still think Culver, while it is unlikely, his his body type, his game type is something that is a little more valuable than Noel. I just don't know if Noel really is, you know, he's probably a backup on a bad team or something like that. Whereas, like, even if it's a low percentage, Culver, I feel like could, if he takes a few steps, could at least be a, um, a, guy, you know, a two-way guy that, that you want out there, even if he's a reserve player or something like that. I just I think he still has a higher ceiling, I guess is what I'm saying, even if the chance that he hits it is still pretty low. Whereas like Noel is like a solid you know, sure. two-guard, yeah. but he's still pretty undersized. I, agree I don't think you're going to get think, much defensively out of it. I think Noel's ceiling, and this is the ceiling, would right. be like Lou Will, where you're not expecting him to guard or do much on defense, but he can get buckets at three different, all three levels. You know, He can get buckets yeah. every different way. Jalen is just a guy who gets buckets. He takes all kinds of different shots from all different areas of the floor, and he seems really competent with all of them. But you're right, just his frame, eyes, he's not really going to be ever able to defend guys. I love watching Jarrett Culver play defense. When he comes in, I will watch him you know, guard guys because it's really good. It's really fun. Yeah, it but it's just he, he's a mess just mentally on the offensive end. And it's just weird because you can tell it's a mental thing. It's like yips. Where mm. you, well, How can you fix the yips? I don't know. I, I thought this year would be better in that side of things. And now you've got to think two bad years in a row makes it even harder to overcome that mental aspect which is why I suggested maybe a change of scenery is what's needed um, because yeah and it's just one of those things where you can tell the potential is there but he's you know, like you said, he can't crack the rotation of the worst team in the NBA. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a bummer. Culver's a bummer. He's a tragic story. And I think that I loved uh, the Britt Robson uh, suggestion on the Dane Moore podcast of San Antonio being the team for him. Go back right. to Texas. He grew up in Texas, stayed, oh, in, yeah, yeah. stayed in his hometown for college. And yep. This is his first time out of the state. And maybe just going back to San Antonio would be best for him. But, um, yeah, I guess in terms of ceiling, technically Culver's better. But I, I just don't have any faith he'll get that ceiling. Whereas Noel may have a lower ceiling, but I'm more confident in his ability to become that all offense, pretty much no defense kind of guy, which Tom Thibodeau always seems to love. Like Tom Thibodeau <laughs> always has to have that backup point guard who's small and can just shoot like Nate Robinson or Aaron Brooks or how many times have we seen yeah. you know Tibbs do that? So I feel like that's the kind of player Noel can be in this league. All right, that's our young guy uh, progress report there. Let's get to the next thing. He's heating up. D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench and uh, playing pretty well in uh, 10 games since he returned. Um, he's come off the bench every single game, averaging around 25 minutes. It uh, seems like his minute limit is 30. He has not exceeded that 
um, here in those 10 games. Uh, he's averaging 19 points, five assists, uh, 66% true shooting. It's incredible. 44% from three on 6.3 attempts, also incredible. And uh, usage rate is about the same um, since uh, uh, going down and uh, having the surgery and stuff. So, uh, well, Scott, what do you think about uh, how Russell's been used and how does he look post-surgery to you? I mean, I think obviously it helps that he's playing against the bench squad to come in and get hot, you know. Yeah. But maybe that's what you need is to get him, get him to get his touch, you know, against the the bench unit. And then once he has it, if he has it going, you keep him in against the starters because yeah, it's definitely a thing where he if he has it going, he'll close games. Although, like you said earlier, if you're up by ten, you don't want him closing the games. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is Russell, you know, in a nutshell. We knew he was going to be streaky. He was going to have stretches of ten games where he looks invincible, and then stretches where you're just like, why is he taking these shots? You know, like mm. some we we. We've been over this already with the kind of shot selection and how it kind of rubs fans the wrong way, but that's just his way of shooting, as Jim Pete likes to remind us. But there's been a lot, a lot less of that because, in addition to coming off the bench, he's playing almost exclusively at the two, yeah. off the ball, you know, alongside Rubio and McLaughlin. So there's been less of that. No one else touches the ball on this position, but D'Angelo shoots up a contested long two type of thing. So you know, a lot of his like bad shots have kind of been coming by necessity at the end of clock in so, yeah. some situations like that so well i think that's the idea of having ricky start the games is you get your offense going that's right you you run plays you get everyone touches i've noticed you know how teams usually get the big man the first shot so right get a post they're like you know let's give it to the big man because he's going to work hard on defense and we want to feed him an easy one well cat's going to get his buckets anyway so i found out what this team has been doing lately is giving jo the first bucket (laughs) because if you can get josh okogie to be confident then you get a different kind of josh okogie throughout the game yeah hit that first one yeah good to go so um yeah absolutely um i I mean, from the outsider perspective, we haven't seen any complaints from D'Lo. There hasn't been any signs that externally that he's being bitter about this or anything like that. So I think that's a good sign from his leadership perspective to just be like, yeah, I'm getting paid a max contract, but I don't have the ego that demands I be on, you know, coming off the bet or coming as a starter, which I thought it was impressive. Yeah, I think they're on the same page right now. Everyone's saying all the right things. Chris Finch is saying that, you know, they're still trying to work him back in. And, you know, again, who knows how much of this is kind of stealth tanking. Like, hey, I don't want to be too good here but again uh, i think it actually has been better for the team right. they've they've been playing better by doing this they would actually maybe be tanking more to play russell 40 minutes or whatever because he has such a hard time defending and you know can can you know get into some some bad shot situations so i don't know in a way it's it's been working and again we don't think chris finch is really is really tanking too much so you know this is what he wants to do and it's been successful i mean it's been able to get russell coming off screens cutting to the ball more um and i've really been liking that because it's not so much dribble 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 and you know lots of slow it all down and i've seen more pace out of russell too which is interesting he's not a fast guy at all but i've seen him push the ball up sometimes the idea of limiting his minutes keeping the legs fresher you know maybe he could play more minutes but you know he wouldn't be as fresh then yeah yeah i really like it so it's been it's been good to see and uh, i think it's a kind of a feather in chris finch's uh cap here so far that he's been able to kind of you know, finesse this and being again, being like, yeah, you're the max guy and you're a, you're you're a quote unquote star, but uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be okay with coming off the bench for a little while, right? Yeah, it feels like the record with Towns and Russell both in the games is actually probably pretty decent if we looked at it. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, all right, one more thing here on Full Court Press. He's on fire. Carl Anthony Towns, his defense much maligned, appropriately so. He's been bad on defense pretty much his whole career. 
Um, and uh, in the modern NBA, the most important uh, defensive position is center. That is how you can uh, most easily turn your defense around is by having uh, having an elite uh, rim protector, uh, someone that can you know uh, protect the paint and then also maybe switch a little bit and, and uh, really just defend everybody. And, and Carl Towns hasn't really been able to do that. And so you want to take a quick peek at uh, just I don't know, what, what he's been doing this year and have we seen improvements and um, – I have one stat here. Go ahead. My girlfriend says I look good. Yeah, Jordan does. That's what Jordan. She she says that she watches the game. She says you look good on defense. That's cool. Uh, but the one stat we pulled, and you know, defensive stats are are famously you know you know challenging, and it's really hard to to quantify defense. And hey, if we have any stat heads listening, help Neil, us out. Neil and I would take a tutorial gladly. We'll have <laughs> yeah. you on the pod even if you want to get some exposure. Yeah. But we both realized today uh, we both did our own stat diving and came up mostly empty with just a complete lack of understanding of what stats are the best and how to find those stats for individual players defense. Yeah. Yeah. But I did pull this one, uh, from ESPN, uh, towns is ranked 82nd out of 85 centers who qualified in ESPN's defensive real plus minus and real plus minus is the players estimated on court impact on team defensive performance measured in points allowed per a hundred defensive possessions and also takes into account teammates, opponents, and other factors. So it's trying to be smart about who you're on the floor with, who are you playing? stuff like that and Carl still ranks very low there but as we said we stats are hard basketball so. version of fan graphs you ask me about a baseball player I'll go to fan graphs I'll give you all the <laughs> defensive metrics you need I got it all UZR zone rating you know I, I got all kinds of baseball stats you know runs allowed above average come on hit me up with that but I just want to know how to find that in the basketball Statistics are fun. UZR, my goodness. Okay, but what, ultimate uh, zone rating. Zone. Wow. Um, what about the eye test for Towns, this guy? Have you have you seen Carl Towns playing better defense? When you just watch the games, I don't what does know it look if like? It's better, or if he's just making less stupid mistakes. You know, I mean, we would all agree that Towns probably still has too too many stupid fouls per game. Like maybe like two stupid fouls per game, where you're fouling out. You're like, I wish you didn't get that ticky tack one earlier. But, but he's not like in foul trouble very often when you think about it. He and, still does have bad fouls, but it's not like a, oh, here we go again. Carl's got to sit. Well, it used to be Towns always tried to block his guy's shot instead of being smart and be like, the help defender comes over to block the shots. I stand stay down, up. Stay I stay solid. Yeah, I stand up with my arm straight, and that way I, I wall up the guy, and maybe my my other defender can come over and get that block shot. He's kind of realizing that now. He's he shouldn't try to block everyone's shots all the time, and so I feel like we're just seeing a lot less of a lot less stupid plays from him. You know, a yes. lot less glaring errors on the defensive end, and so maybe he's not a great defender, but he's making less of the mistakes that are very obvious to fans with the eye test. Yeah, he's he's, he's doing more by doing less right he's he's just being solid a little bit more he's not in the popcorn machine he's not uh wildly out of position as he tries to scramble and get someone he thinks he needs a guard or whatever so and i think he's blocking more shots i don't know the stats here but i think he's blocked a lot more shots at the rim this year even in like help situations like you're saying coming across and blocking someone else's man that kind of thing um, but I again, the Wolves still don't have a good defensive team. So it's like yeah. the, the it, it doesn't even just in the basic defensive rating stats. Well, I'd like to see what Rudy Gobert would do on a team with D'Angelo Russell playing point guard. You <laughs> yeah. know, in that sense where it's like, I think the eye test also looks better because at the beginning of the season we were playing drop coverage. And so everybody would get past our our guards, Malik Beasley, yeah, the first D'Angelo line. Russell, uh, even the backup guards, Jordan McLaughlin, Jalen Noel, like we're saying about these guys can't defend. And so their turn styles, and then what happens is they blow 
low passed on the pick and roll, and now Towns is in a lose-lose situation because he's playing drop coverage. He has to guard two men at once, and they just clowned him, and it made him look bad, even though it wasn't entirely his fault. Now we're not doing the drop coverage. We're letting Cat come up and switch a little bit more. It at least makes it look like he's not you know, being burned as much. And I think yeah. that contributes to the eye test as well. Yeah, there's not as much, uh, yeah, very blatant, oh, wow, that was Towns' fault. So, yeah, I think he's made small improvements, but we still need to see a lot more. And there's also the tough part of this. Uh, already it's tough because it's defense and it's hard to quantify. But also you throw in the weird year Carl's had and the pandemic of it all yep. and him having to miss so many games and you know, I think all it's the clear emotional too, strife. With the so. way he's playing lately is he's just recently gotten into shape. Yeah, I don't think well, he came in very well, good shape. I mean, you can't blame him. We'll talk I mean. about, yeah, both Ricky and Cat had COVID over the summer. And so, so, you know, both guys came into shape and now Ricky's playing better. It's the same way. It's like, man, I wish the team was able to come into training camp in the shape that they're in now because they've played themselves into shape now. But a lot of that you can't hold against the guys. You know, you had a weird rookie season, off season for our rookies, you know, yeah. no training camp. They couldn't work out with teams because they didn't even know who they're drafted to. And we have multiple players who are like, well, yeah, they don't look like they're in shape, but they literally had COVID over the summer, you know? Yeah, it's hard to come back from. So, we're going to hope for more steps forward next year from Carl, but it's a good start, but it's not, if it only stays here, that's, uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> we need more, uh, more steps forward from Carl here in the future. Do you think Vanderpool will be next, back next season? Ooh, uh, no. Cause that's, that's the thing is like, I think we there's going to be a whole new bench yep. next year. So yeah, we'll see about that. Maybe there'll be a different scheme as well, but, uh, yeah, we got to keep the show moving town's defense. We'll talk more about you uh, maybe next year. How do you feel about it? Let us know. Yeah. Especially, like, for real. If you know how stats work, let us know. We Mm -hmm. we, we would really appreciate (laughs) that. We'd benefit benefit greatly. It would be a better show for you. Need some of that help. All right. Up next is Power Rankings. But first, a quick word from Arby's. Arby's sliders are $1 during happy hour. Go ahead and ruin the rest of your day. Power. 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 All right, Power Rankings is back. It's been a while since uh, we ranked something. I even forget what the last thing we ranked was, but uh, we're back to uh, assign some things numbers. I, and, uh, I had an idea that we should Power Rank all of the Power Rankings. Uh-huh, yeah. Power Rank the Power Someday rankings. we'll do that for years and years of... Of, uh, of segments, ranking segments. So, yeah, we're going to do this one. Um, it's about uh, it's about Target Center. Folks are heading back. Uh, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred fans are allowed at each of these home games now, and there's been some uh, there's been some changes at Target Center. Are you worried about this, Neil? Is just like we've been so isolated that you're afraid that you'll forget the etiquette of social interactions? You I know, know, I know. I feel like I'm not going to be able to handle it. I feel like I'm going to like want to leave stuff because <laughs> I, I can see myself like going somewhere. And trying to give like six feet of space to the person right. in front of me in line, people will be like, "You don't need to do that anymore." Yeah, that was that was last year, man. Um, but yeah, there's some things we need to keep in mind as uh, as we return uh, to Target Center, and uh, we're, we're going to run those down for you here. So uh, let's start. Uh, let's start at uh, where, where we always do uh, at the top, number ten. Make sure we keep uh, six feet of distance while chatting. 
with friendly ushers. Okay, we know the Target Center ushers. Very, most of them very kind. Ooh, yeah, they've been you, around for a while. They probably know their Timberwolves and Lynx history very well. Neil and I haven't been season ticket holders since Kevin Love was on the team, and yet the person who is in our section, she still knows us and says hi to us <laughs> when we walk by. That's right. That's a kind of personal touch they bring to the game. But one thing you don't want to be doing is personal touching. Keep your distance, even though they they probably want to give you a hug because they're that friendly. Yeah, protect yeah. them, protect yourself. Yeah, and if you see a friend of the show, Jeff Munichy, uh, interactions with him are limited to elbow bumps only out That's there. Right. Okay, so uh, be careful. Yeah, it's the best we could do. He's so friendly. He wanted to get some kind of bump in there still. So elbow bumps was the compromise. Onward to number nine. All right, I know what happens with Timberwolves games. You got to leave a little early, beat the traffic, you know. But what yeah. happens is most people leave early, so you're not really beating the traffic. You're getting caught up in that Skyway congestion, you know, the Skyway squeeze. We've all been there where you're, you're just like a duck. You're Ugh, like a penguin shuffling. with your arms stuck to your sides, and you're shuffling, shuffling, <laughs> shuffling. We've all been there. We all understand. So it's that's the way the Target Center was designed. It's a lot of bottlenecks. So why don't you just be a good fan, stick till the end of the game. I know the game might have already been over, it's but blowout, wait yeah. till the end of the game because when you leave, it'll be just like clear and easy sailing through the Skyways. Everyone will already have left. You'll be able to walk to your car without bumping into a single soul that's right the frustrations of the timberwolves loss you just witnessed uh won't be on your mind as you're just uh cruising through the skyways uh you know uh no no stopping just just keep on walking all the way to your car and you get home probably about the same amount of time right you might be you know costing yourself a minute or so play it safe wait till the end of the game all right that brings us to number eight Arrive early if you want to buy a Lynx jersey because, uh, well, they're going to sell out quickly. All right, we got new new designs, Ooh. new uniforms this year, and uh, we know uh, you know that Lynx that Lynx merch is going to be flying off the shelves. If you want to buy a jersey at the Target Center that has a little championship patch on the nape of the neck, Ooh. saying how many champions that, that franchise has won, yeah, got to get that Lynx jersey. That's a four. Oh, it's a four on the back. So many titles, four championships. And you know, you know, there's so many great players to choose from. Uh-huh. You might not get your first or your second or even your third choice, but that's okay, you know, because if you end up with a Dangerfield jersey, you're still doing pretty good, you know. Yeah. So, uh, Lynx jersey is going to be the hot seller. So, if you want to get one of those Lynx jerseys, especially if you want to get that hot First Avenue, Ooh. that's going to be the jersey of the summer at all the music festivals that oh. may or may not happen. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but if there's, you know. Uh, was the Basilica? What is the yeah Basilica block party? Yeah, yep. you know that's going to be the item to be wearing is that first Ave jersey. So if you want it, get there early. Onward to number seven. You got to use your phone to play sound clips of you cheering or booing. This is a way to you know you're a fan. You want to participate as part of home court advantage. Is yeah. the you know the the noise that you can make like we we're saying people were booing Jimmy Butler because that's something that the fake crowd noise isn't going to do every time he touches the ball. So in the interest of keeping everybody safe, you play a sound clip on your phone. You know there's the Timberwolves app will let you do it. They have different sound clips you can have cheering, booing, you know heckling, and you just select your emotion and let it play off your phone speakers. That way you're not spreading you know particles by shouting out your mouth shouting just generally a bad way to keep germs to yourself so use your phone it's uh you know maybe not quite as exciting but it'll still bring the noise yeah you can uh you can hit the timberwolves howling uh sound as well for free throws and you know you the can, defense chant defense chant's all on there and uh that'll help you yeah make sure just you know most of us are vaccinated now things are going in the right direction we're all wearing masks but hey we might as well uh be as careful as we can here uh for the end of this season and uh just make sure we we keep this thing in check so plus your throat won't be a sore the next there you go perfect all right that brings us to number six number six do not report crunch for failing to wear a mask uh he's a wolf 
he's immune from COVID nineteen. So right. Crunch, uh, you know, maybe maybe from time to time he'll put on an oversized mask just to you know just to make set sure a good example. Yeah, set the example. You know, show people what to do. But for a lot of the game, um, he might be running around or on his little perch without a mask. And uh, don't be alarmed. Okay, it's going to be okay. Crunch is safe. He's healthy. He's old. Um, doesn't need a vaccination even. So he he's set to go. He's good to go. All right, let's go to number five. Capacity-restricted arenas allow trash talk and court chatter to be heard by all in attendance. With this in mind, parents must sign a potty mouth waiver for small children who don't know all the swear words yet. They're just, you know, they're going to hear some, especially if Tibbs is, you know, on the court. You're going to hear some really loud swear words. If you're okay with that educational experience, that's great. You just got to sign a little bit of waiver so you're not going to be holding it against the Timberwolves when little Timmy comes home knowing a few extra words. Yeah, at a normal game, full capacity, you know, you might you might hear some some curse words maybe from someone in your section, um, you know, arguing with the call with the official or something like that. But uh, nowadays in the COVID times, it's 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 the voices you hear on the floor because uh, you get a missed free throw, especially from the home team, right? Uh, when no one's cheering and uh, it's gonna uh, you can hear a pin drop in there and uh you're gonna hear some f-bombs flying i, I think, think it's when uh the player thinks a call should have been called yes no curse at the ref and I've, heard, call. I've learned a few new cuss words from that, that situation <laughs> so yeah yeah so be careful out there if you're bringing your kids uh just make sure you sign that uh sign that waiver before uh you enter the arena next up number four a classic, almost as famous as Crunch or oh. DJ Mad Mardigan. You go to the Timberwolves games, you're looking for the Best Buy Hoop Man. He's got that hoop that extends on the vertical bars. He can raise and lower it. He tosses the ball to different sections, and you know you're trying to get it into that net that's a lawn lawn net with a tied off bottom. You know, <laughs> yeah, he pops it out. Oh yeah, you're always looking to do that. And who hasn't wasted like you know a timeout break watching him go from section to it's section? Fun. It's fun. The whole section goes nuts if he if someone hits the shot. Yeah, so we can't keep him out of the arena. That's no, part of the game day experience. Him. We but need them. you know what? Everyone touching that ball and passing it around, that's, that's covered in COVID germs. So Ugh. this year, just get your mime on, you know, or just going to pantomime it. And, you know, if you hold a good follow through and then you act like you made the shot, he's going to believe you made the shot, too. And once again, you're not going to get a free T-shirt out of this because no. of germs, but he'll pantomime throwing you a fake T-shirt. And then uh-huh. you can air put it on, you know, like you're actually putting on a T-shirt. It's great. It's the whole experience. It's it's still there, really. You just have to use your imagination a little bit more and uh, you, know, you can still have a good time with that. And, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, most of us do around our house. I mean, I've, I've been known to hit a spin move as I'm going around a corner or, you know. A little euro step here and there and oh, it's yeah. the same thing it's just like a, a little fake j you know hit that gooseneck i cross uh, over my puppy on a daily you, basis there you go exactly so just bring that kind of energy to target center and the best buy uh hoop man will be uh will be thankful for you and uh, hopefully next year we can get back to a real ball situation all right all right that brings us to number three the klondike challenge is back with the winner receiving a vaccination shot on location already have a vaccine that's fine they stack so yeah. the more vaccines you have the more immune you'll become that's right i think that's scientifically proven if you get over 200 percent of uh vaccine in you then you start to ward off the vaccine from people who actually are the sickness from people who have it you just like around you and stuff too. right it's yeah. a repellent kind of thing yes so, yes uh, yes 
try to win that Klondike bar challenge. Who who doesn't need an extra vaccine shot? Come yeah, on. you might have to like balance on one leg for a whole quarter or, um, you know, do the worm or something like that. See how many marshmallows you can fit in your mouth in a minute. Yeah, some, some real humiliating things could be happening one to time, you One time, my favorite one, the guy got a tattoo, a Timberwolves tattoo. <sighs> a real tattoo. On his leg of the Timberwolves logo, and he got a Klondike bar for doing it. And I think it was like a real, you know, it wasn't like a amateur given. It wasn't like Crunch given the tattoo. It no, was, they uh, had a tattoo. The real artist, tattoo artist yeah. in there. So, you know, the, there are some humiliating or just like uh, intense things you might need to do. But hey, for that for that sweet, sweet vaccine, uh, I suggest you do it. So that's what they're doing now for the Klondike Challenge. Make sure you uh, keep that in mind when you head to Target Center. Number two. In lieu of a halftime show, fans are now invited to the Target Center roof or they can sp- spread out and remove their masks for 10 minutes. You know, sometimes so nice. you need some air and they, they planted a bunch of green stuff up on top oh, of the target yeah, center. It's, been roof. A green it's a nice roof for green a long time. space. Yeah. Bring a picnic blast basket, you know, and a blanket. <laughs> spread out. Just spread out. You can get your own little space. Cheese. Take the mask off, get some fresh air, you know, and then you'll be ready for the second half. Yeah, this is huge. Not many people have ever been on the roof of target center, but now because of the low attendance, everybody can fit up there and spread out really nicely too. And, you know, again, we it's, it's hard we, we uh, being indoors with other people is something we're not used to anymore and um, it can get even in a big big old arena um, it might get a little you might get a little anxiety built up there and uh, hey wearing a mask for a long time is never fun so hey just they uh, show you your way up to the roof and you can hang up there you know half time's like 15 minutes so you can hit the bathroom and then go up to the roof take that mask off and uh, stretch out your legs up there and it's just a beautiful sight you can you know see target field and you can yeah, see for miles yeah innings you know <laughs> yeah playing at the same time so, yeah, of yeah, course. It's, it's great. It's they they didn't tip. put the grass up there not to be enjoyed by people. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That brings us to number one. This is, uh, you know, the new tip. We're all about saving you money. That's why we did Target Center food reviews. We're always looking out for your pocketbook. And here is a great way to save money because, let me tell you, one of the most expensive things at the games, alcohol. You know, <sighs> Arm get, and a leg. You're going to pay $13 for a shot of whiskey? Here's oh an idea. Gosh. Here's what also has alcohol in it. Hand sanitizer. Oh. It's all through the arena now. Hand sanitizing <sighs> dispensers. They're, it's all over the place. They're, they're practically just cramming you full of free hand sanitizer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So take advantage of that. Save a few bucks and get your buzz on by taking some of the free hand sanitizer that's offered throughout the building. That's right. You put it in your hand. You put your hand in your mouth. And um, you're going to be feeling that buzz in no time, let me tell you. Or, you know, if there's no one really around, look left, look right. Just put your mouth down there right by the nozzle. and uh, Take a few pumps. Take a few pumps right there. And, or, uh, you, know, you know, there's those pocket hand sanitizers yep. you can clip on your keys. Unlike yep. shots, which they will restrict you from bringing into the target uh-huh, center, uh-huh. they will allow you to bring in your own hand sanitizer yeah, on yeah. your keychain. So just bring a little shot of hand sanitizer in with you. That way you can sip it at your seats. That's our number one target center reminder. Hopefully this list has helped you a lot as you return to Target Center to cheer on the Timberwolves or the Lynx uh, coming up here this summer. So um, take those tips forward and uh, pass them on to any other folks who maybe aren't listeners of this program. And uh, you will be guaranteed to have a great time at Target Center here in the final couple weeks of the season. All right, Weekly Wolfies is next. But first, a quick word from Arby's. $2 Jamocha shakes. We don't know what Jamocha is either. Your weekly wolfie. All right, weekly wolfies award time. It is uh, wow. I mean, we've gotten some great feedback from our award winners this season so far. 
and we just want to keep growing that list. So uh, we got to give some more out here. And uh, Scott, I want you to start us off this week. Uh, I'm glad we delayed the broadcast a day because oh, yeah. now we got some news. This is that NBA All News right. Dump Friday. What do you got for us? This is a weird one, Neil. The NBA is partnering with Marvel hmm? for NBA Special Edition Marvel's Arena of Heroes. Upcoming game May 3rd. One day before Star Wars Day. Wait, so. is it a video game? Uh, it's a, it is a NBA broadcast. They're going to broadcast. Oh, sorry. I thought, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, it's an NBA broadcast of the Warriors-Pelicans game. And there's going to be like a special in-arena Marvel studio with special like 3D characters are going to be stopping by. And the theme, the, the theme of this is the Avengers are looking to make some athletes like a new Avenger. And so I should bring it up. I have got the press release right this here. Is, this is a wild idea here, Scott. This reminds me of uh, recently they did uh, for the NFL, they had like a Nickelodeon game. Yeah, this had, is kind like, of the same thing. in the end zone yep. and all this, this stuff. This is uh, kind of the same vein of trying different kinds of broadcasts to appeal to people who aren't normal sports fans. Uh, the telecast will integrate elements from an original Marvel story and iconic characters including Iron Man, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Black Widow, and Doctor Strange throughout the live game, including 3D virtual characters, custom graphics, and animation packages and the there's three players from each team Steph Curry Draymond Green our boy Andrew Wiggins for the Warriors Yo. and the Pelicans will be Zion Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball <laughs> and they get Marvel hero points for every point rebound assist steal and block but they lose a Marvel hero point it's deducted for every missed field goal free throw or turnover whoever has the most Marvel points at the end of the night will become a new Avenger Neil wow so I think this is Probably super Zion weird. then, right? Or maybe Steph. You say Steph was one of them? Oh, yeah, Steph's got to do it. Yeah. I mean, just points alone. Yeah, he's been know. balling out. I'd like to see like Andrew with the turnovers <laughs> and missed shots have like negative points. Maybe he's, he'll he's win it all. Villain. Maybe this is what he he's will. Hydra. <laughs> this is what will inspire him to actually play like a superstar is like this kind of like extra incentive. You know, maybe he's like a big comic guy and he's just like, yeah, I love Marvel and this is what I need. I don't care about an NBA title. I care about being the next Avenger. ESPN commentators Ryan Rucoco, Rocco, Rocco, Rocco. That's right. Ryan Rucco and Richard Jefferson will provide commentary in a fully customized Marvel-themed studio. First of all, I love those two. Richard Jefferson is yeah, awesome, great. and Ryan does WNBA and NBA. He's really good. And the uh, special presentation will include commentary and analysis from Marvel expert Angelique Roche. So who's that? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> this is really weird. And if you know me for any amount of time, you know one, I love weird things. I love new approaches to broadcasting, and two, I love Marvel. You know, so this is just a couple of my interests, and I love basketball. Love me Andrew Wiggins. So this is a lot of the things that I love all being mashed together. I guarantee the result's going to be weird, but I'm excited for it nonetheless. Besides, I mean, this is a May game between two teams that aren't going to the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Let's sign me up. You know, like this is going to probably be a disaster, but I'm going to be here for it i'm excited right yeah there's a lot of pushback on this here today but i think well there's the cheesy brand synergy aspect oh this is corporate giant disney i'm sure this is an espn game so it's disney on disney yep and i'm surprised they didn't wait for one day may 4th star wars day may the 4th be with you maybe next year star wars broadcast but there's no star wars stuff to promote right now yeah yeah i mean the bad batch is coming out on may 4th right you know they need a full film yeah so yeah it's uh it's gonna be interesting because i think a lot of us have a kind of connotation with this of like the playoffs where it's like godzilla the movies coming out it's oh, like here's a commercial where they're like trying to incorporate nba and godzilla you know in some way it's, for months yeah it's so bad and so i can understand that a lot of people are rightfully skeptical about this it probably is just brand synergizing you know but at the same time i'm in for it so yeah. i'm giving it the wolf i want to see more of this let's go yeah uh, i'm into that that's that sounds fun we'll be watching 
All right, my Wolfie is going uh, to a video uh, from The Ringer that uh, came out this week. It's The Ringer's Rookie Report series. They did a video on uh, Anthony Edwards. And uh, the the you know person who put it all together is Jay Kyle Mann. I'll have to find uh, his Twitter handle for show notes, but the, the video will be in the show notes as well. And, uh, man, Ringer just makes... Great stuff in general, but uh, yeah, these video I haven't seen another one of these rookie reports, and geez, it's uh, I don't know how they make this stuff. I have uh, uh, here's just the intro. It's a ten minute video. Here's the intro, which um, you kind of mostly need to see, but I think if you listen, you'll enjoy it too. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen, the Minnesota Timberwolves take pleasure at this time in presenting you performing feats of unimaginable aerial skill. Filthy, absolutely filthy. Anthony. Anthony. Anthony Edwards. Otherwise known as Ant Man. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, it's uh, it's very fun. I just love the the levity. I think in Ringer videos, you know, those were kind of like clips from movies and stuff like that. Again, you should watch the whole thing. But they just do such a good job with just like not making it all about X's nose and super dry, like kind of what we aspire to on this show of you know bringing in pop culture, bringing in uh, some lighthearted fun, some comedy and stuff in there. And this video is great because it is like a real report on sort of you know what what Edwards has done this year and sort of how he's progressed and what is sort of positives and negatives have been but uh you know it's also just really fun to watch and again it's 10 minutes but it just flies by and it was really smart and really well balanced kind of commentary on uh, on ant season and good good um stuff from like his high school day like video from his high school days him playing football as like a middle schooler and stuff like this so uh they got some good clips in here and again just all the editing that goes into this and there's so many like funny photoshops and there's just so many assets and elements that are in this video it's just chock full of stuff and so it must have been a bear to put together so i love the video team at the ringer and uh and now that you know, they've reached a deal with their union there's a chance that they're actually being properly compensated love so to see it. it can be watched guilt-free without worrying about you know <laughs> making money for bill simmons to there take away go. from his amateur employees there you go yeah the spot spotify owned uh, ringer right. is uh, a little bit more uh reasonable to their employees i'm a title now. subscriber so f you spotify <laughs> you can't get this money so yeah check out the rookie report uh, from the ringer in our show notes very cool. Uh, we have a game to play, but of course, one more quick word from Arby's. Try Arby's Market Fresh menu. It still isn't healthy. Um, all right, game time, Scott. Uh, thank you uh, for always putting together the game, and uh, I'm excited to see uh, what you came up with this week. Well, you know, Neil, we're a little tight on time, so maybe we'll save one of these for Instagram. So it's a rad, game rad. that I think we all know the rules to, and if you don't, it's described in the title, Two Truths and a Lie. Okay. I'm going to give you two truths and a lie about some of our favorite Timberwolves players, and you are going to tell me which one's the lie, Neil. Wow, this sounds like so. Or you can uh, tell me which two are the truths, but it's just easier to pick up. Right. This is, this is some media guide fodder here, potentially. I didn't even go into the media. Oh, so we'll wow. see. All right. All right. Let's start with, uh, you know, the franchise cornerstone, the main man himself, Carl Anthony Towns. Neil, which of these is uh, true? Which one's the lie? Here we go. Question number one. Carl Anthony Towns repeated the seventh grade. I had to repeat the seventh grade. Uh, when Towns was a junior varsity, or excuse me, Towns was a fifth grader, he would practice against the Piscatawney Technical High School JV team. <laughs> So, fifth grader against the JV team. Mm. And finally, he had a cameo in Taraj P. Henson movie, Think Like a Man. Ooh, wow, this is tricky. I don't know. I feel like the last one is true. So, to me, it's between the 
the first two. Um, I'm going to say, what was the first one again? He repeated the seventh grade. I feel like, I, I don't see how that's possible. I think he's a pretty smart dude, and I don't think he's ever had any problems like that. So I'll say that the, that one, the first one, is the lie. It's true. He transferred, repeated the seventh grade, oh, more no. for eligibility reasons okay, and such. Okay. Uh, so he didn't play against the JV team. No, he did. That, he did that as well. His dad was the coach of that JV team, so that's oh. why he would practice against them. Oh, the movie. The movie is incorrect. Taraj P. Henson was in a movie called Think Like a Man, but it was What Men Want is the movie that Carl Ooh, has cameo in. Tricky. Different Taraji P. Uh, Henson movie with the title movie. like Think Like a Man and What Men Want. What Men Want is like you can hear what men are thinking. So Think Like that a Man. was like a Mel Gibson it, movie. It was very tough from like 15 years ago. Yeah, okay, exactly. okay. I mean, I, I've also picked seventh grade because earlier this year we learned Carl had a 3.75 GPA. Found out it was on a 4.5 GPA scale though. That docks it down a little. Yeah, yeah. JO's 3.8s now more impressive than that. All right, next player, Neil D'Angelo Russell. Ever heard of him? Here are three facts. He played with Brandon Ingram in high school. He recorded the first triple-double by a freshman in Ohio State history. He is named after the singer, D'Angelo, R&B star. Great albums. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of them. Yeah, Untitled, How Does It Feel? Ooh, so good. Um, hmm, okay, so, yeah, again, I think that last one's correct. So I'm still picking between the first two. Uh, what were they again? Give them to me again. Played with Brandon Ingram in high school. Ooh, that sounds right. Or recorded the first triple-double by a freshman in Ohio State history. Ah, that sounds right, too. Um... I will say the Ohio State one is the lie. Oh, he actually played with Ben Simmons Dang. in high school. Ah. Ben Simmons. So he did play with another big player. I just went in the same draft. Wow. Ben Simmons, number one. Brandon Ingram, number two. Just switched out the names. Ah, tricky. Nice. Uh, and then also his career high, 33 points in college against Northwestern. <laughs> Go Cats. <laughs> All right, next up, but we'll do the, We'll keep this one the final one because I also did some for Chris Finch. But we'll, oh. I even learned how to pronounce Giesen. It's 46ers. It's a German team that he coached. But, All right, uh, we'll keep that uh, for the online. We'll save that. Yes, Follow yes, us on yes. Wolfcast Pod on Instagram. We'll get Please. it up there. But let's do ants. Everyone's talking about ants, and so these are true truths and a lie. But they're according to ants. So I'm not saying <laughs> that they're all truths, but they all are claims that he made. Boastful ants. Exactly. If you trust what he has to say. All right, Neil. Ant has two dogs because he doesn't have the space for a lion. Ant can throw a fastball 92 miles per hour. Ant thinks Popeyes has the best fries. Oh, wow. Um, I feel confident in this one. Um, I think uh, the third one is the lie. Uh, Yeah. Can you say, like, Popeyes is, like, the third best fries? Or he said said top three. Top three. They top four. They top four. They top four. Yes, but, yeah, the, the dog lion thing is so hilarious. And yes, in that GQ thing, he did talk about the, the pitching in with Marnie as well. And yeah. Wolf Plus, he talked he about said, how he can throw it. He said that if he, we gave him time to get his a arm month. back, he gave him a month, he could throw it 100. <laughs> but I love right now, 92, 93. You yes, know? yes. So no big deal. You know that we've talked about the twins are going to have him out there for a first pitch. You know it. I hope he just uncorks, oh, releases a 90 mile per hour heater. Please you know? get that going. I don't, oh, we, need, we need that. We need that. You know it's going to happen. Oh, so I'd yeah. love to see it. Uh, it's also funny because it's coming from the same interview where he's like, I don't know who A-Rod is. Yeah. I could throw a 92-mile-per-hour fastball right now. If like, you ask I'm me a to. baseball savant, but yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he was like, uh, Barry Bonds is a guy I know, you know? Great. 
Who he did say who he did know, right? And they were he all, said a few. And he knew Hank. Aaron. Besides Barry Bonds, they were all like Atlanta, Atlanta Braves. Guys. He knew yeah. Hank Aaron Braves. Uh, Chipper you know, Jones was it? Another Braves legend. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, he knew some Braves players, but you know that's, that's what you get from being in the Atlanta area Makes growing sense. up. You know, Makes sense. Yeah, go Braves. Um, very nice. Yes, two truths and a lie. I got one of them right, but those are some tricky ones. Those are some. Uh, those are some. Uh, yeah, some very uh, small differences. But yes, thanks for doing the game. Thank you, everyone listening, for uh, tuning into our program this week. Wolves cast uh, day late, but uh, you know, still, still, hopefully, a fantastic show for you to listen to as we get close to the end of the end of uh, this Timberwolves season. We've got about twelve games left, about three weeks remaining. Uh, we are. Uh, pro- I think we have uh, four four weeks, three shows remaining. Yeah. We are taking next week off. Yep. I'm planned, heading out of town. Planned a vacation. It's important to take time off, everybody. Treat yourself right. Absolutely. I'm heading to Orlando um, post-vaccination to enjoy me some Disney World. So I'll be out there, and uh, I'm headed to, headed to the bubble, I guess, the site of the bubble uh, of last year. Right. So we'll see what's down there. And, um, and yeah, so we'll be off next week. But we will return the week after that to uh, close out the season, a couple uh, episodes here at the end so uh stay tuned and uh make sure you're uh checking everything on canis hoopus every single week the content continues to be sterling continues to be churned out it's all happening over there um so go check that out and uh yeah we'll be back uh in two weeks with a new episode of wolves cast we'll talk to you then bye Another heartbreak. I don't need this Saunders guy. No, I don't want to hear what Glenn say. Ryan, hello. Oh no, goodbye. But you got me in a tough place. All this losing makes me cry. It's the way you run teams. It's his coaching like this. It's ball movement and motion. It's improvement and bliss. It's gotta trust the process. It's a so possible, Chris Fish, Chris Fish, unstoppable, Chris Fish, Chris Fish. Now I'm going for a quick poach. How did this get so off course? So all I wanted was the right coach with a good heart, fast pace, endorsed. We were pals in Rio Grande, baby. I'm forever yours. It's the way you run teams. It's his coaching like this It's ball movement and motion It's improvement and bliss It's gotta trust the process It's a unthinkable Chris Fish, Chris Fish So inkable Chris Fish, Chris Fish Chris Finchy is the daylight Shining in on this franchise Chris Finchy was the one all along, come on, just trust me, guys. Finchy's why I sing this song, my system he'll maximize. You got me floating, my scapegoat was Ryan. It's the way you run teams, it's his coaching like this. It's ball movement and motion, it's improvement and bliss. It's gotta trust the process, it's a... Subliminal.